Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. Grapes and olives are basic fruits that both possess a value that is beyond their common form. In their common form, they're inexpensive and easy to obtain, but when each one has gone through a process called pressing, which is how we create wine and oil, then the value of these common fruits skyrockets. This is also what happens in the life of the believer when we endure pressures and challenges. We are changed and something new comes out of us. In today's message, my beautiful and anointed wife, Pastor Tammy Moten, delivers a powerful message on this topic titled, Purpose Revealed Under Pressure. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the broadcast. All right, are you ready for some word? Are you ready for some word? Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm actually going to ask my wife, Tammy, to come forward, please. Hallelujah. Keep playing. I have been touched, changed, healed, totally free from sin. Every shackle broke. Now I can live again. I am restored and I've been redeemed. I am set free and now I believe. about what you want to do with us, to us, and through us. So, Lord, I ask that you will use me. (laughs) Use me, Lord. Lord, this word you gave to me with fire, Lord, let it come forth, Lord, with your love and your anointing. Lord, let it do what you purposed it to do. I submit and I yield myself to you. Just as I fought with, Lord, did you say? But as I got on my knees, as it was reminded to me, the press, and as we gave birth to new things, let them receive the newness of this. Let them receive as a child the things they don't understand. And let them just toddle along until you raise us all up show us how to do all the many things you've told us and called us to do. Even the things we don't understand because we will press. Hallelujah. I'm going to be very quick. I just want to share a prophetic word that God gave me quickly. It's been so many things that I could stand before you literally till you fell off the roof then I'd have to heal you and keep preaching and telling you the same thing 
But the bottom line is, whether it started up there at the circle or it started yesterday or Friday, the words that have come forth. And I'm going to share some things with you because it's, it's our spiritual grow time. Because we're so fat in the word, we've heard it, we know what to predict, we know what the order of service is. But God said, get a new expectation. Get a new expectation of what he's going to do. Come anew. Some of us are so conditioned that we've got into the routine of everything. He said, but in order to go to the next level, he said, I'm going to show you something. Here's what God showed me. No longer are Pastor Derry and I afraid to tell you how God uses us and thinking our babies are too immature to understand the spiritual things because you guys aren't babies anymore. So as I was praying about something in my car, a lady called me who knows nothing about me. I'm in a pastor's prayer group. We come together, we pray. It's people of every nationality. I'm actually the only African-American. We have Filipino, we have Hispanic, we have Caucasian, we have German, we have, it's, it's, and we like, wow. And we all represent churches in the city. And one day we sat there and we go, wow. So as we're praying for the seven mountains, and I'm hearing some people get the revelation. I'm like, wow, we are so blessed that he's given us all the tools and every knowledge that we need. What are we doing with it? So as I was driving Friday, where Pastor Derry and I were going to meet with a pastor and his wife who have a huge church, who've been established for almost 40 years. Maybe the church has been established, excuse me, 70 years, thinking, okay, Lord, we need spiritual mommies and daddies. What are you going to show us? What do we need to do? Okay, I mean, I'm like, I'm not a baby saint. I'm an old saint. Derry's an old saint. You guys are old saints. Now, if you're an old saint, which means you've been baptized in the word, you've received the word, and you're not using it, there's a word that people have for that. It can be you're not working at your full mental capacity, spiritual capacity. So we want to operate in the fullness, and we keep seeking covering and guidance, not understanding that God said, I cut you off so you could hear from me and not hear from man, a denomination. Okay. But then they ask us, who are you under? Oh, we're under God. Uh. And then I also realized that's not necessarily as cliche as it sounds because those who are under God, do they really follow God? So as I'm driving to go and we're going to see, Lord, are we supposed to be under them? Lord, what do you want us to do? We find out after we met with them, we had as much to give to them as they did to us. Okay, so now what, Lord? So when I'm driving down there and I'm thinking about things going on, I got a phone call. Well, my internet messed up. I was listening and worshiping as I was driving. And I was like, what's wrong with my phone? You know, like looking at my phone. And the lady said, text me. I said, I can talk. The lady called me. The lady shared with me. She said, I had a dream about you last night. She said, I didn't dream about you once. I dreamt about you twice. So when I woke up at 7.30, after dreaming about you, waking up at 3, then going back to sleep and having the same dream to the point of something new was presented, I knew I needed to tell you. What the lady shared this with me is this. She said, I came to your house. I walked into your house. I saw your living room. I saw your couch. I saw everything in your house. Then I saw an archway. She said, I'd never seen that archway. And she's been to my house because we rotate in the prayer circle. She said, in that archway, I was like, Tammy? Tammy? Where's Tammy? She said, I walked through the archway, and it was a part of your house, but it wasn't a part of your house. It's like I walked into another dimension. 
but it was connected to your house. She said, and in that room was someone sitting in a corner, very simple room, person sitting in a chair, lamp, bed. She said, she looked at the person, where's Tammy? And the person goes, oh, she's out there. Well, who are you? I've never seen you here, she says. The lady says, I am assigned to pray for Tammy. She said, I pray for Tammy every hour on the hour, and there are others. She said, I pray for everything that concerns her. I pray and see yourself as Tammy in this place. I pray for her. She said, the lady had a watch on. And the lady said, excuse me, it's time for me to pray. And the lady started praying a fervent prayer over us, ALWC, over me. Then she said she woke up. The next dream goes up to the lady saying, I have to pray. When the lady turns to go, she sees another person sitting in the chair, very similar to that person. However, the more she looked at that person, she saw that that person wasn't doing what the other person who said her and others prayed 24 hours a day, every day, like the angels making intercession for us. What happened was, she said, the more she looked at that person, like, well, why aren't they praying if the other person's praying? So the other lady was praying. She had put her prayer shawl on. She was not to be distracted. Like she told me, I got, sorry, uh, 1259, it's time. God said, pray, be prayerful, be vigilant. She said, the other person, the more she looked at her, it started to unveil. Long story short, that person was a demonic spirit, a witch, have you? I heard witch so many times this week, I cannot, it's like hearing my name called. I don't think I heard my name called that many times. Witch, 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 witch. Okay, whatever. The truth is we all believe in God. We have to understand that sometimes the distraction that tries to take us out of understanding who we are and what we're supposed to do. We forget about the principalities, the powers, the spiritual wickedness in high places that try to set themselves against you. The power of God in you. So she said, she looked at the person and she said, Tammy, you walked into the room as I'm like, there's a witch in her house. The other person's praying. I walk in and she said, Tammy, it was so you. You walked in and this is what she said. She said, come here, Tracy, please, if you don't mind. She said, I did like this. She goes, oh, 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 come on out. I'm so sorry you had to see that. I'm so sorry you had to see her. She goes, but there's a witch in your house. And I said, oh, I know, honey. I'm sorry you had to see it. I got that. You need to get that in your life. You need to understand and not be distracted. What she said was, I was not moved. And I'll tell you what, come on. My sword and my shield, you don't know what I've seen. You don't know what I've prayed through. Because you never see me sweat. You might see me sweat because I'm pressing in. I'm giving birth to something, but you'll never know. Very few people have known me, my heartache, my talk, my conversation. Pastor Deary's when he's under attack. And now we got an additional confirmation of the 24-7 because what we've been called and ordained to do is unlike anything we've done before. And he gives each one, something new, something unique to do. So what I'm going to share with you is what God shared with me. I'm minding my own business, and all of a sudden God said, tell them the press, the press. 
there's a slide. It says, uh, it's embedded. No, the, no, not the scripture. I think it's slide. Uh, it's the title slide. And it's called The Press. The Press. Purpose released under pressure. The Press. Purpose released under pressure. The Press. Purpose released under pressure. If I am pressed when I'm walking up the hill and it's hot and the sun's on me and I just go back home down the hill, because I intentionally, I always go, people walking down the hill. Don't you want to walk up the hill? Because that's where to me in my mind, the way God has us wired is we strive upwards. I'm like, well, why would I be out here wasting my time? I could be doing something else. But I'm walking down the hill talking. You know, I'm pressing. And God said, because I designed you for that, for this time. And some of you, he's designed for that, which is why my prayer being answered and knowing that the angels hear my prayer and God hears my prayer is that my husband released. And as Pastor Ed has said, giving birth, I can't hold on to it. My lineage, my namesake will never be multiplied and reach its fullness if I hold my child right under me or if it's never birth. So I'm asking you guys today, that seed that you didn't swallow, that he done planted in you that's way up in there, it's time to press. It's time to press and give birth to your full potential, to your fullness, to what God has called you to be. It's time for you to press, and then you're going to release for your purpose in him. He said, I want you to show slide number one. He gave me some real vivid examples. I'm a visual person. Okay. We have up here on slide number one, we got some grapes. We love grapes. Who loves grapes? Does anybody like grapes besides me? Okay. And then over here, who knows what that is? Ah, olives. Olives on the tree. You guys, olives grow on the tree. They don't grow in a can or a jar at the store. You know. So we have grapes and olives. Okay. Grapes and olives. Huh. You guys eat grapes? I know the kids eat grapes. Yeah. We love grapes. How many? Olives, particular taste. Yeah. How many of you guys eat olives? Just eat them. Wow. Okay. 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 So that's good. That's good. So slide number two is going to show what God wants to get out of you. So that's just something common, not too expensive, right? I mean, fairly. So now slide number two is going to show you something. Everything goes through a conversion. We have a conversion. It's the cycle of spiritual maturity. Have you ever heard of that LWC? Could I get an amen? You're going through a conversion. Thinking not strange, considering these fiery darts and tests and trials. Huh? You're going through a conversion. So, grapes go through about a five-step process to be converted. Olive oil, three steps. You can take an olive off the tree. You can put it on the ground and you can stomp on it. You better come out and give me some oil. I'm going to put you on my pizza. Come on, olive. You better produce that expensive, price-worthy anointing. No, that's not how God does it. He takes us through a process. You can, as a kid, we lived in a field. And um, 
where's Christine? Christine, no, we would go, you know, maybe go over the fence behind the Lightfoot's house, and there were some wild grapes back there that we would sneak. Uh, I used to try to squeeze them in a glass. <laughs> you know, we go have some wine. Okay. I never, ever really got any juice out of them. You know why? They hadn't gone through the process. So God says you can stay on the tree, you can stay on the vine, and you'll never reach your full potential. So I'm going to do something. I'm going to call you out, and I'm going to hand select, and I'm going to pluck, pick, and harvest you from the place that everybody else is in. And I want you to know that I left some grapes on the tree because it wasn't their time. I left some olives on a branch because they weren't yet ripe. But I've chosen you. Now, I can bring you in off the tree and off the vine. I can lay you down on the counter and I can let you be wasted. I don't even have to eat you. Some 30. I don't even have to put you in the refrigerator. I can let you dry and not even be a real raisin. I can let you rot and waste the precious olive. But God said, no. Some of you are feeling, why me now, Lord, at this time? I'm so aware of what I'm not doing. I don't know where to start. He said, you never will know. He said, because I have hand-selected you for this time to fulfill the mission I have in this world. And it's a mission of love at ALWC. And those three circles are going to go out into the community and they're gonna make change and they're gonna be influencers. And you can't do it coming in every Sunday, sitting in your seat and waiting on something to happen. That's like being a grape withering on the vine. An olive stuck on the tree, doing the same thing. Your season, eventually, you're gonna rot out. Do you hear me? Because you were not used for your purpose. You didn't want to experience the plucking. You didn't want to experience the the harvesting that's taking place. Some of us have had the honor, Lord Jesus, to be harvested in front of each other. To go through uncomfortable places, to go through death and and hurt and and pains and, and questions and misunderstandings. And yet we live. Have you ever heard of a sour grape? God said it's a new day. So see yourself new. So slide number three. Okay, look at that. So out of a grape, I can get a glass of wine. Out of an olive, I can get olive oil. I want you guys to, you guys probably already know this. Wine and oil in the Bible are some of the most precious and valued commodities. In biblical times, you might have heard about water, but at a certain point, we find out there really wasn't. I mean, the mist covered the garden. I am the living water. Thirst no more. To me, water was plentiful. However, we can hear about the wedding where Jesus' mother walked to him and she said, Son, yes, woman, that's what he said, yes, woman, they're out of wine. Well, what matter is this to me? Some of you are saying, 
what matter is this to me? What's going on in the world? I'm going to go home, lock my door, turn on the Channel 7 News. I don't know what you're talking about. I got to go to work tomorrow. What matter is this to you? But you know what Jesus did? He acted like he was just sitting there, but he knew everything. Because he and his disciples were guests. You know, we are in this world. We're not of it. We're actually just sojourning. We're just here for a season, sort of like a guest. So there were some wine vats. There were some water vats, and they were used for, for washing. And so Jesus was presented with a problem. You guys see any problems in the world? Any problems in your own life? And so what he did was get all those and, you know, he told the head, uh, the waiter, fill those with water. Then he said, take it. Have you guys been attending church for more than a day? Have you heard the word, whether on the internet or whether in your Bible you've read the word or you're watching TV? Have any of you guys been watered? So as the water goes in, and he said, fill it to the brim. Have you ever felt an overflow? Today was an overflow. And it's not just to sit there. So, long story short of the story was, they drew from that and they served the guests. And the astonishment was the old dry grape, bitter wine. Oh my gosh, this isn't what I expected in the world. This isn't what I expected at the end of the wedding. Usually, the scripture says, they let people get real drunk off of the cheap stuff. And then they bring out the best. But you brought out the best? You're giving us the best? Do you know what you are? You're God's very best. You're God's very best. And they didn't say, we're going to hide this. This wine that this Jesus made is so good, I'm not even going to share it. They served every guest. They had more than enough. It's time for us to take. The purpose of this story wasn't to show that Jesus knows how to make wine. The purpose of the story was to say, I can take nothing. Something that was plentiful at that house. Because those jars, those giant vases were used for bathing. Water wasn't wasted. There wasn't one vase that somebody gets in and gets out. There was plentiful. There were six or seven, the scripture says. And he filled it with water. And he put something in it that was precious. Something that had to go through a process. What God says is, who saw the process take place? Who saw you from water turn into wine? Who's to tell you you're not precious to God? Who's to tell you you're not valuable? Who's to tell you what ALWC has been called to do is not valuable to God? Who's to tell you that the other church on the opposite side of this building, First Presbyterian, isn't doing what God said is valuable? Because if there's two people in there or two people in here, we're doing what God told us to do. We're not to question that. We are to press. So oil was used for cooking. And sacred anointing. In the book of James, in 5 and 14 through 16, is there any sick amongst you? You're going to be anointed by the elders and you will be healed. Mark 6 and 13, and they were casting out many demons or were anointing with oil. Many sickly people and healing them. Sickly people 
wait, 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 look at that. Mark 6 and 13. And they, you can put, the, if you can, is it up? Uh, Mark 6 and 13 says, and they were casting out many demons and were anointing them with oil. Many sickly people and healing them. He didn't say mental, spiritual, physical. He just said sickly. I've been heart sick. I've been heartbroken. I have had hope deferred, which the scripture says will make the heart sick. Oh, but when I got the living water, the oil of anointing overflowing me, I became different. But it didn't come from me sitting on the counter or sitting on the shelf or sitting in the seat. Because the first thing that's got to happen is we've got to be transformed. And so I've been at a ministry where when you, you get out the car, you hear the music going, it's like, not because I just want to get in my seat, because I want to worship God. I want to press in because I'm getting what I need. I want to press in because there's healing and there's anointing taking place. That's the church that God wants today. He wants the church that's not sitting on the vine, sitting on the shelf, sitting on the branch. He wants us to be something different. And by the way, do you guys know that you're the church? Okay, 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 okay. So Leviticus 8 and 12 poured some of the anointing all oil on Aaron's head and anointing him to consecrate him. So we got an example today of some consecrating, some anointing. Look at how God is working this. And he's preparing you guys who are going to come to get prayed for now to understand the process. And not to say, but Lord, I'm an olive. I can never be olive oil. I don't even see how it happens. I don't even understand the process. I don't want to be plucked and I don't want to be pressed and I don't want to go through all that grinding. I don't want to be squeezed. I just want to be an olive. Why can't I just be an olive? Why can't I just be what I am right now? We should all want to be in a total state of constantly being transformed, being renewed. But most importantly, how many of you have ever said, Lord, I know you want me to do this thing, whatever that thing is for you. And you say, no, no, I'm not ready. Or when I get in position or when I have this or when I'm this. No, he said, I want you as you are. I want you to come to me as you are and I want you to submit yourself. I'm going to use and as I as I as I close, if you can put slide four up and I. I just want to, there's a whole process that goes place, takes place with being, uh, for the olive example, I'm going to go real fast. There's a, the first process when you get the olive is cleaning the olive. Ha! Cleaning the olive. Also washing the grapes. It's amazing how the precious things, the, the commodity, like the well, same thing he does with us. And then for both of them, there's a process where it's relaxing the pace, which is for an olive. There's crushing of the grape. Have you ever felt that? Like you just can't take no more, so I'm just going to sit over here and be quiet? Take my word for it. The reason I started the story with you knowing there's someone praying for you, making intercession for you, that you don't have to worry about the process. Just trust him and be and do what God called you to do. 
So after the mashing or the, the pressing for the wine, there's crushing and pressing. There are steps that take place that bring out what your true quality is, what's in you. So in the book of Matthew 9, 18 through 23, as Jesus, while he was saying these things to them, a ruler entered the house and kneeled down and worshiped him, saying, my daughter has just now died, but come and lay your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and began to accompany the ruler with his disciples. He was on his way. Then a woman who had suffered, anybody in here ever suffered? I felt like I've suffered and I'm not ashamed. From a hemorrhage for 12 years, came up behind him and touched just the, the tassel, the fringe. So how much does it take? For all of us, God told me to tell you, who are waiting on the total revelation, who are waiting on, I got to get my degree. I got to wait till my family gets right. I got to write till I get the right way to run money. I can't really serve him because I can't get here all the time. I'm waiting on the perfect condition. There's a scripture that says, a proverb, if you wait on perfect conditions, nothing will ever happen. So all she did was touch the very tassel. Just the end, the hem as he was walking by. Was it the tassel or the hem or the touch that made her whole? What was it? Pastors, preachers, saints. Her faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. So God told me to tell you, you have faith. Can I get an amen? Do you have faith? So that means there's no excuses for not coming forward and doing the Lord's work. It's not by works lest any man should boast. But he said, do you have faith? No matter how big or how large, how small the measure, if you have faith, the size of a mustard seed, teeny tiny, y'all, I can use you. So as God did that, and I know you understand what I'm saying, and I know you're prepared and ready. And sometimes it's not what you feel like. It's not what you see. It's not how you feel the, the spirit is moving. Because you know what? What we have realized is that if you say the spirit's, it's just not moving here, then that's your problem. You know why? Because you didn't bring him here. He's in you. He lives in you. No more excuses. No more excuses. He said after this, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. This is Pentecost. It's change. It's change time. It's press time. So how many of you guys agree that we've all been pressed? So there are different ways that God told me that we've been pressed. How God presses us to get the best or our true purpose out of us. Some of us have been pressed to go pray for someone, but we won't move. Go talk to that sister at work and just tell her, you know what? In your mind, I'm thinking, you're really the grouchiest person here, but you know what? How are you doing today? Have you ever been pressed just to move? Have you ever been pressed to move and give somebody a word, and you sit there and the word comes forth, and you go, oh, next time, God, and next time, and next time, and next time? He said, no. He said, some of you have been pressed to move, and I want you to move. He said, some of you have been pressed to stand in faith for something. 
And you keep saying, okay, I I'm sorry, Lord, help my unbelief. He said, I want you to stand. He said, some of you are being pressed today to stand on his word, to believe him. That settles it. Some of you, he said, need to be pressed to release some situation, some things, and some of you need to release some people. Some of you need to release some people into God's hand and trust him to do the work. Trust him to be the one that makes the grape turn into wine. Trust him. He says, some of you need to be pressed that way. He says, some of you guys have been pressed to stand in faith, pressed to say what's in it, whether it's true or not. You don't move by what the devil says. Some of you need to get into your word. Some of you do need to read your word, even if it's a daily word that pops up every day. Some of us are spiritually not getting what we need. God said, press past it. He said, get you version. Let that scripture pop up every day and read it. Just one scripture, because that's a lot if you're not doing anything. Some of you have been pressed to join and attend Bible study. You want to be more in Christ. You want to know more. He said, okay, press. Some of you just need to be pressed to get here at 10 o'clock. Some of you need to be pressed to get to your job at 8 and 9, because we're in He said, press, because he wants the best for us. He is going to move through our obedience and our faith. He says, some of you pressed to step out in faith. Today, what you saw, God's word that he had given us for them, it's going to require faith. And they're going to have to have faith to stand against the ob obstacles that say, you're not going to be that dynamic millionaire entrepreneur. You're not going to be that person that has a business that's going to touch and change all these lives. Because you remember the room. But don't forget, we've overcome the world. And that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. That's why. Remember, the important part was, oh, I'm sorry you had to see that. This happens all the time. It's no big deal. Don't you understand? That's what he wants you to know. In this world, you will have tribulation. But you have overcome the world in Christ Jesus. He's already defeated everything. He's overcome it. So press. Know who you are. He said, press to loose and press to bind. Very simple. I didn't stay there and say, which you got to go in the name of Jesus. And I stand there and I'm going to fast for 40 days. Sometimes. But I had no fear. You know why? Because I know who I am in Christ. And he said, he's given me power to tread over serpents and, and scorpions. He said, no weapon formed against me is no, going to prosper. No word said against me. No thing. So I have no fear. And I move on. Also, God, you know my needs. Lord, you know that I want my family to be delivered, to be saved. I want to see my family dwelling and worshiping in your presence, Lord. At this church or wherever you want to send them, I just want them to walk in the fullness of you. Protect my children, Lord, as they go out, Lord. Protect them, Lord, that no hurt and no harm and no danger. Because, Lord, you told me long ago, I will not be a mother who smothers, but I will be a woman of faith. I will not try to keep them so close they can't live. But you said, raise up your child in the way that they should go. Raise up your child in the way they should go. When they're older, you will not depart. I trust you for my middle, Lord. I trust you for the middle, Lord. Do you trust him for your middle? The things you don't see. He said, press, 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 press. Everything is going to press back against you. 
Press, press, press. Some of you need to press and believe for your healing. For your healing. I have the mind of Christ. Yes, I am approaching whatever the age is. And according to the doctors, I'm going to have this, 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 and this. I need to take this to press. Sickle on the pole, Moses. When you go to Kaiser, okay. But, okay, I'm going to study this symptom. Oh, if I do this, what? Because every herb, everything was created by him. But you're going to have to press towards it. Or before you know it, you'll be taking more pills and more pills and have more issues and more issues. So we press as we take it. And I say, Lord, I thank you for delivering me. I thank you for showing me what to do. I thank you that I'm walking up the hill and not down the hill. I thank you that I'm doing whatever I can to go to another level in you. I thank you, Lord, that as I press through this, you're going to perfect me, Lord. You're purifying me. You're taking care of me. Press. Some of you need to see God deliver. He said, you need to press for God's deliverance. And pressing means pushing against it. Find that thing. Find what God's word says about it and call it down. Put God's word on top of it. Like when you press a flower. Put God's word on it. You got a particular issue. You should have stickets everywhere. You stick, little stickets, stick stickets everywhere. On your desk, on your keyboard, in your bathroom, on your mirror. Who are you in Christ? I'm more than a conqueror. I shall live and not die. What do you need from God? It's so simple to press. Don't you understand? He said with the olive. He said with the grape. It's a natural process. If you allow me to do it, it's a natural process. Some of you press to trust and pray and to not say. God say, trust to pray. And to not say. Some of our biggest weapons are our mouths. That little memory. Remember, that fiery thing. That thing that can't no man tame. Well, Lord, you said I have the mind of Christ. I know your word said that. So when I catch myself, I can bring it under submission. I can do like the book of James says. I can buffet myself. Tongue, stop talking. Tongue, speak life. Tongue, get your mouth off your sister. Tongue, speak life to your husband. Over your children. Over your finances. Over your home. Press to believe and not doubt. Simple. God said, some of us are just plain pressed. But he told me to tell you. It's a part of the process. So now that we have the revelation that doubt and fear and unbelief and sickness and all these things are natural to the world, but we are supernatural beings, we have authority. The olive doesn't say, I'm putting myself on the press and doing this. The grape doesn't say, I'm about to be wine. No. He's given man authority to reign and to rule in this earth. He's given us spiritual authority. And that's what we're trying to get you to see. 
you make the wine. What did God say? But we, we, too many people, we can't feed them all. We don't have enough. You know what Jesus said? You do it. You make olive oil. You make something that was worth nothing, something valuable. You make something that can bring healing, that can consecrate, that you can cook with, that's used and set forth for a purpose, something that's valuable and precious. Some olive oil costs so much money, I'm like, there's no way I'm paying that for olive. Wine, you already know. The better... It's stored and housed and protected. And it was treated the right way. And it was fermented the right way. The value becomes greater. You're valuable. In these earthen vessels, you're valuable. You're valuable. Point to yourself, say, I am valuable. I am precious. I can endure the perfecting and the pressing of my father because he loves me. So at this time, anyone, I'm going to turn it over to Pastor Derry, and that's what the Lord told me, and I thank God for his word. I thank God that we're going to endure the press. Amen. For his perfection, for his perfecting in us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Give God some praise. Today's message was titled Purpose Revealed Under Pressure by Pastor Tammy Moten. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, please feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you'll find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. You can also find us on our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash AbundantLifeWorship.net. God bless, and we look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Until then, remember that Jesus came to give you life, and that more abundantly.